0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Kicker's Corner podcast. It's going to be our eighth episode. Oh, man. Today we have Will Boehm, a kicker for Ballard High School in Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, a quick little citation, uh, just so my dad doesn't um, erase me from existence. He actually went to Oldham High School and not South Oldham. You know, back when he went to high school in that area, there was just one Oldham County High School, and now there's two. So I'm just putting that out there so I can say that I got it right. Uh, Will is a four and a half star kicker, four and a half star punter. And we're talking about kicking, talking about what it's like going all the way to state semis and everything in between as per usual. So let's get into it. Welcome, everybody, to the eighth episode of the Kickers Corner podcast. Today, I have Will Bone from Ballard High School in Kentucky. And so, yeah, let's get into it. So, obviously, you went to state semifinals this year, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So, was that the in your four years? Has that been the farthest you've advanced?
1: It has. For my past three years, we've had to play Trinity High School in the second round of the playoffs. And we always would lose by like 40. But this year, we beat them in the regular season. And they changed up how the playoffs worked this season. So, we ended up co- cross districting with the different districts. We didn't have to end up playing Trinity until like the semifinals. They would we made it.
0: Yeah, I've heard like my whole family's from uh, Louisville, and I, I hear Trinity's where all the money's at and where all the good athletes are yeah. at. Yeah. Definitely. So, um, how was your experience? So at Ballard, is um, how was your King experience, man? Do you think it's something that um is taken, I guess, seriously for lack of better terms?
1: Um, at the beginning, it wasn't very serious. Like, I was just the dude that was there to kick the ball. I was by myself. Not, really, not many people were really paying attention to me. But then as I got better and, grow, and grew, I got close with my coaches, close to my teammates, and then I was the dude that was there to score points, be involved. I helped out with practice every day. So, like, by my senior season, we would take probably 20 minutes of practice to practice on special teams, kicking and everything. So I pretty much more the more respect you get, the more like the more respect you gain from others, the more respect you get. And that means they focus more time on me. And that means they started to trust me more too in games where freshman through sophomore and junior year, they're like anything inside of 40, he can kick, but we probably won't go for it. But like this last season, anything inside of a fifty yard football, they let me take. So just gaining that trust and respect is what really like helped makes. Gave my experience. But like, my experience as a kicker at Ballard, we didn't have a kicking coach. I would get checked in on all I wanted in practice just to see how I was doing, how I was feeling. And then during, like, whenever I actually did stuff, coach try to help out a little. But it was the same thing every day. But I mean, but it still really helped, helped me remember things.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a common theme I've kind of noticed with high school kickers is that the more, um, I mean, the better they got and the more they – the more time their team devoted to to them. And I think that's pretty cool that at least eventually they got some sort of recognition. So that's good to hear. Yeah. So um, what kind of coaching did you receive? I mean, obviously you said you didn't really have a specialist coach, so.
1: I really just like received simple tips, like keep your head down, uh, line your hips up straight, uh, Make sure my steps are back where they need to be aimed. Right. Simple stuff like that. Nothing too critiquing or, like, small critiques, simple things.
0: Yeah, that's that's my coaches go to, keep your head down.
1: <laughs> yeah, every single time, I like, keep your head down, you'll make it away again.
0: We should work that way, but. So um, when you first started out and you start, were you – did you get and like try to look for some coaching right away
1: or were you mostly like self-taught? I was self-taught for probably like half my first season, and then I'm like, I really don't know what I'm doing. So I reached out to prokicker.com and they came and taught me like I had one-on-one with their main guy. And he came and taught me for probably six lessons. Just came to Ballard, taught me for a while. And then he just Taught me the right form, right steps, and like simple things I can go and move on to myself, my own practice, and everything.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's a. I got kind of blessed. There's a guy in my area whose son went to Ohio State to kick, and so he knows a lot—not much about punting, but definitely kicking—and that helped me out a lot. So it was—it's good you could get somebody down there to work on the work with you one on one for sure.
1: Yeah, but like over the years, I've got like more connections on the camps and everything, so. Last year, I had U of L's kicker. He came and like kicked with me a couple times, taught me a few couple of things. Just came three or four times during the summer, and then after that, I'm like, I need to still improve, so I need another coach. So Trinity's kicking coach. After last year's game, he came up to me, he was like, "I really like what I see out of you. You're you're a very good kicker, very strong kicker. I would love to get in touch and I can help you improve." His name was John Hilbert. He kicked in the NFL for a little bit. His training, his kicking coach just kind of sucks because, you know, they ain't kicking, coach. I don't have anything. And then, but he came over helped me a bunch. I was struggling at the beginning, I mean, the middle of the season. He came over and, like, helped me improve and get back on track to where I was this season. And, yeah, that's saw uh, pretty much all the training I get probably once, twice a month. How would you get in contact with Global's kicker? Uh, at a camp, so I went to us camp and he just oh, okay. asked after tips, and then he said he could give me his phone number if I have any more questions after the camp. And then I asked him if he want any kick and like how much it costs, and he's got in touch. and just wanting to come kick with me and help improve.
0: Yeah, and I was talking. I was on. Uh, I had an episode last night with NC State's punter, and that's something we we're a big thing we were talking about for a while. I think it's kicking and specialists in general. It's kind of unique how like close knit it is. So, like, I was talking about it last night. Like, I feel like if I was trying to make a podcast, like interviewing, like, receivers or, like, another, like, skill position, I couldn't reach out to, like, Tyreek Hill and, like, ask him to come on. And that wouldn't be, like, a realistic thing I could do. But I feel like with specialists, like I said, being as, like, close-knit as we are and everything, that, like, you can get – anybody's going to give you tips. We're all really – I think it's a great community
1: for sure. Yeah, for sure.
0: So when did you get um, involved with Kohl's?
1: Uh, I got involved with Kohl's around uh, junior I think. Yeah, junior year. And I just went to a – what's it called? The training camp that you and me were at. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like one of
1: those little, little training camps. And then I got invited to the big camp, like the National Scholarship camp. And I went to that. I went to one or two training camps a year. Got invited every single time to the National Scholarship Camp. So that's just pretty much how I got involved in Coles. I just heard about the big name, big trainer. You can get ranked. They also help you a lot. Like train, like, all the big guys who went there. So, I'm like, if I'm to be a big guy, I guess I should also go there.
0: Yeah, for sure. How'd you grade out at the scholarship camp?
1: Uh, I came out as a four-and-a-half star at the scholarship camp. But... <laughs> It was my best performance. Like, I was, like, my first round of kicking, I, that was probably my best. And then, like, I think I got tired. My like, kicks were as good as they were. So I went eight for 12 my first time. And then I went down, like, five for 12 the next day. And then four for 12 after that. Really didn't go as planned. Thought I was a new better. But can not always be perfect. My kickoff scored amazingly. They are all 65-plus. I had two 70-yarders.
0: That's great, man. I'm definitely, I feel like if, um, I mean, it's great to hear the more skills you have, the more recruitable you are obviously. So, I mean, you can, I feel like kickoffs is in my experience, at least is a lot harder to do every single time than kicking, you know, because there's with kicking, there's a lot more, um, well, no, there's not more there's, I guess there's more moving parts, but it's really the same kick every time. And I guess kicking off is too, but, I don't know. With having that many steps for me personally, it, um, yeah, lot kick of on,
1: of run off by all the steps you can take. They're not all going to be the same. But on field goals, you just have three steps. Just do those consistently. would be fun. Right, for sure.
0: So, um, obviously, I met the, or you, he came with you. We met the punter at Ballard, too. So were you just kicking
1: then? Especially? Yeah, I was doing those in kickoffs
0: and um did your so your punter
1: was a quarterback too right or a tight end uh, or something yeah he got moved to tight end this year oh, he really okay. he probably had an outbreak season the tight end oh. he's probably okay. leading target probably leading target halfway through the season okay
0: so was he always a punter coming up or did he like kind of get that thrown at him where he was just the kid that could punt at the farthest or
1: uh i think it was freshman year yeah freshman we in the middle of the game, we had two dudes get hurt that like weren't punters either. I think Josh Meekins who plays for U of L safety. He got hurt trying to punt. So then we're like, like who could put? Ethan's like, yeah I can punt. So Ethan just went out there, got thrown out there. And then he just has had the spot since he's been performing well, very consistent. Just working hard at it.
0: So did he do it like once that position became his, did you did you help him were you able to help him out at all?
1: Oh yeah, I would, I would tell him stuff that I knew. He would tell me stuff that he knew. So like we'd always bounce off each other, help each other out every day, just trying to get each other better. He, I don't know. He just like knew what he was doing a lot of times, but he also would work hard at it until he got became a tight end. Then he's like tight end mainly, but he also punted. He knew, he always stayed after practice for like an hour or so, working on his game, trying to get better every single day.
0: That's good to hear. Yeah, I think it is. It came in my school. It's not. How do the divisions work in Kentucky for football?
1: Uh So one A is like the teeny schools. Two A is a little bit bigger. Three A bigger. I think it goes all the like way to six A, like the biggest school, like two thousand kids. in
0: it. Okay. Yeah, and I was talking to, like I said, Caden last night from NC State, and he said like, I think his high school was like i don't know, five double A. I'll have to check back, but he went to a pretty big school but in Ohio it was just <clears throat> straight up D1 through D7 so um I go to a D6 school there's like uh, 350 kids in my entire high school and um uh, I had you know my holder who was a quarterback who couldn't who care less about holding and long snapper who kind of just like watched videos and figured out how to do it so I think it's um it's great to hear that you were able to bounce your you know, ideas yeah. and stuff off of another. I know he was doing other positions, but another guy that was really passionate about it.
1: My holder was really passionate too. Like, he would get mad if he ever didn't do it perfectly or like, cause like, that's all he had. I mean, cause he was like third string quarterback. So he's like, might as well go harder holding. Like, he really liked doing it. Like, he'd push me too. And so my long snapper, I had four long snappers this year. That was a big problem. We four different long snappers, always looking for one like every other week. One got hurt. One was – he was pretty good. He just – he got sick one week and then some other dude came in for him and I guess the coaches liked him better. And then that dude just stuck. There's another dude trying to compete, but, like, he just wasn't there. So, it was just kind of crazy. Kind of off in the timing every week, but you just got to work on it. Get used to it. That's kind of crazy to me. What were you going to say? I just said I had to work with what I had. Yeah.
0: That's kind of crazy to me how – like how many dudes do you think are on your football roster, like varsity? Like,
1: Nineties, 60 to like 80 or idea. Too many, a lot.
0: That's crazy to me, man. We have like I think 52, and that's only because we had like 20 freshmen this year. 52? Yeah. That is a lot. And I think that's – that would be just varsity through J.B.,
1: Dang. Yeah, yeah we have, like, 60 probably people that dress. That's and then crazy. with JV and freshman, another 30-plus. Yeah, we, we don't even have a freshman team. I mean,
0: I, we probably could have this year, but, yeah. It's
1: y'all like freshman. Uh, yeah.
0: mm-hmm. What did you say?
1: I said y'all have like frosh more games.
0: Uh, kind of. We just really have our games on Fridays and the JV games uh, Saturday morning. Oh, Oh, I saw you uh, took a game day visit to Ball State. What was that like?
1: It was – there's a lot of kids there, but it was a really cool experience to see, like, what a D1 school looks like. That's pretty high-ranked for, like – their size and everything, Like they compete against Kentucky and everything, and, like, big schools. It was, like, a really cool experience, especially walking in there, seeing the indoor facility, how big it was, but really eye-opening compared to D1 to D2, like, the difference. I don't know. There's a lot of kids there, so, like, I had to compete so much to, like, even get a spot to get an offer or, like, to get a scholarship to get there. So I'd, I think I'd rather go like a D two school, get a like good offer, good scholarship, and also like a good education, not like waste my time with like just football and not even have the opportunity to play. Or D two, I can play and get a good education at a good school.
0: Yeah, for sure. I didn't get a chance to visit any or go on game visits to any D ones, but I definitely think that. I mean, I was glad. I'm glad you got to have that experience, and that's been a big part of me personally with my recruiting stuff is really trying to figure out like where I'd fit in. Mm -hmm. Like, could I walk on in a D1, but then have to like, you know, come early and stay late, like every single day. And like, would that be worth it? Maybe someplace it would, or could I go D3, D2 or NAIA, and just have a different experience. So yeah, I feel you.
1: Yeah. Like I still, Um, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do, where I want to go. Like I have so many options, but I still don't. I don't know. Like I've center. I really like the coaches. Really like the family aspect there. But then I also have Charleston. Yesterday offered of me, and like I still have them. And like they're a really good high class school in the D two programs, and like will dominate teams.
0: Yeah, congratulations, man. That's but
1: they're not. But they're also not as high of education as Center, or any of them. So I still try to decide. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was looking into center like when I very first started to try to get recruited and they were like the first people that responded to my email. And I probably would have still been going after them. But they end up having my degree, but that's a pretty nice school. My dad was actually he went to uh, South Oldham and he was going to um, he had like interest there to go play basketball, but he went, went on to be a doctor. So didn't really have yeah. Time for
1: that. yeah. That's what sucks. A bunch of the schools I've like given me the opportunity. They, mm, I think there's only two of them that have engineering. Two or three of them. Because I know, uh, crap. Oh, Milliken and Hanover have engineering. but The rest, I'd have to get like my, my physics. I'd probably double major, get my physics and like business degree there. And then go to my graduate school at a bigger school to get my degree in, that, in engineering.
0: So do you think with an engineering degree, do you obviously that's a STEM major, so that's a little bit more difficult. Do you think you could manage the workload or have you ever thought about how like you would have to manage the workload with your major and your sport? Um
1: I feel like I could, especially like the way some schools have like structured where they have specific times where you have to go study, you have to do this like it's out of practice time, it's out of like school time where you have to go to like do tutoring. I feel like being forced to go study with my teammates at a certain time for a certain amount of hours, I feel like I could definitely get that done, especially structured like that. And I'm also already a hard worker, so I feel like I could push myself and be able to do that. Yeah, for sure.
0: I'm going to look into exercise science and I, I'm not sure how difficult that'll be, but that was definitely something that played into my career choice a little bit. I was thinking about if I could manage the workload. Like I had a friend who was really good at soccer, actually, and but he went to, and he got like an offer from Dayton, but he uh, he was wanted to be a doctor, so he had to put that away, go do his degree. So, do you play any other sports besides football and the cross?
1: I also play soccer, but that's out of the picture now. I don't. Really want to play anymore. Right.
0: So, do you think playing, like, obviously, I think a lot of kickers and punters started out playing soccer, but do you think um, how has soccer specifically helped you with kicking? And then
1: has the cross helped you at all? I feel like with soccer, it did help me, like, already get my form down, or like already know where I place my foot to kick the ball. Because a lot of people that, like, just start out kicking, like, they don't know like, how to specifically kick the ball. Like, they're, like, trying to toe-ball it, not putting their foot in, like, a soccer club kind of way. And I feel like with soccer, just already having that uh leg lock and, like, the ankle lock whenever I had contact with the ball, I feel like that already helped me going into it. And, like, already having all the form down. But also in lacrosse, I don't really know if that helped me. Probably, like, probably flexibility in lacrosse and, like, Yeah, probably flexibility, maybe strength, like working out and everything, but that's pretty much it. Like, I feel like lacrosse doesn't do much besides for arms and running. Yeah. What position were you when you played soccer? I played midfield, uh, right wing. Oh, okay. Or striker up top. Yeah. Well, I was always I – I,
0: I played for four years because my school was smaller, and I probably would have just stuck to football this year if we had – um, enough numbers to do so. When if I left, we wouldn't have had a goalie, so I just stuck around for it. But so I'm I'm a goalkeeper, and that definitely helped me because I'm punting and kicking the ball, yeah, fifteen twenty times game. So, I... so besides your obviously your visit to Ball State and your offers here and there, what's your recruiting journey? What's that look like?
1: Um. It was really slow at the beginning, just like the school started talking to me like once or twice a month. And then ever since the season ended, it's like been going, going, going. So I feel like finishing out the season and having good senior film really helped me. Because without that, I feel like my recruiting would be very slow, very small, very slim. But ever since like asking out all my films, teams are starting to like look at specialists like the transfer portal started to end. now it's starting to speed up and now I'm trying to try to get kind of confusing and I don't know really where I want to go, really what I want to do.
0: yeah, I feel you I was mom um, the tra- I feel like the transfer portal, especially for specialists makes things like or a specialist coming out of high school, I guess like really really difficult, you know because it's like you have this guy. You know, whether he came from a D two school or a D one FCS, transferring up to like a power five or an FBS school, he's like been in the game. He's been he's been in a college game before. So it's kinda like a decision for the coaches, well, what really can this high school kid um what separates him from this guy that's already played, can kick under pressure, has has film where he's kicking good with like pads and a rush and everything. So yeah, it definitely
1: yeah. makes recruiting a lot more complicated. Yeah, because I've had many coaches t- tell me, too, they're like, once the transfer pool is done, we'll start looking at you and everything. I'm like, but is a commitment a day, and like um like two weeks after that. Like, how am I supposed to know where I want to go if you're just then deciding? Right, then, And then I still have to apply for the school, apply for scholarships and everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like recruiting process is pretty stressful and a lot, especially at this young age, but I feel like it's also a good learning experience for you.
0: Yeah, I think it's a good learning experience too, but I do always hear people say, like, enjoy your recruiting process. And, like, I don't know where they get that from, man. It's stressful.
1: You never know what these
0: coaches are thinking. And one day
1: You got to love the recruiting process because you're always wanted and, like, but sometimes I'm
0: not wanted, so. Yeah, and I think that's something that maybe people don't talk about with college athletes in general. It's hard, that mental side. It's kind of hard to just keep yourself and have that confidence in, in your abilities. <laughs> yeah. To um, know, like, whether you get an offer or not, whether you get this coach's attention or not, you're still a good player, you know. You know, I left at confidence in my abilities because earlier this season I kicked a field goal and I missed it and we were kicking on a turf field and I wasn't using a tee yeah, but my coach didn't know that and so we were breaking it down in the film session and he thought I was he was just like where's the tee at and I said well we're kicking off turf and he said well it doesn't matter and I said well I, I, I felt like I was confident enough and he ripped into me dude it was it was bad
1: <laughs>
0: so have you ever been like I guess you know it's easy to blame the kicker when you lose the game. Sometimes, have you ever been not maybe not ripped into, but like, have you ever been in that kind of situation?
1: Um, I have. I haven't been like in a situation like I'm blamed for like a loss or win or anything. Because most time we lose, it's pretty bad, and like I couldn't do anything about it. But also, probably I've been ripped at for like kickoffs and everything. Like they will like put it here. And, like, I get too far inside the kick and put it too far inside. But, like, I think that only happened once this season. We were up, like, 40. And then the ball was, like, a half yard short from the end zone. The dude caught it and, like, ran it out, like, around the line. They scored. only time I got scored on kickoff. He ran it back. And then we were up 40. And my coach got so mad at me because he wanted oh, to me. shut out. But I score. So that's the only time, I think, this season that he really, really got ripped at me and oh. got
0: mad yeah I I had a couple of those earlier this season so we kick off from the left hash and I was having um I kicked it and we're trying to like pinch them to that pylon and I it literally it was inside the one yard line and it like touched the pylon and didn't go into the end zone and they ran it back like 20 yards it literally it hit the ground and like did like a rugby punt and just died yeah I was so mad that's the worst. Yeah. So um this is something that's kind of stuck with me from that scholarship camp where Coach Cole talked at the end and he said that being a specialist, you have to take like your best, you gotta play your best card first. You know, you gotta figure out what makes you what is the best marketing thing for yourself is. So what do you think that is for you?
1: Uh probably my able to me being able to keep up my academics and like be a high academic guy and be able to like play multiple sports I feel like that shows that I can withstand college always being busy but also keeping up my grades and being able and eligible to play football too and also being a hard worker too in that way I feel like are my high things
0: yeah for sure I don't know why but I feel like I don't know whether if it's just coincidence or by nature or what, but I feel like it's especially hard to get recruited as a specialist if you don't have, like
1: – good grades, yeah.
0: Yeah, not not even, like, average, like, above average grades.
1: Probably – they probably want to hire academic guys for kickers so that they can get more scholarships on top of that and they don't have to bank off the of football. Oh,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you go to kick, do you have any superstitions?
1: Not really. I used to think I did, but like last year I would wear the same underwear every game. That's my superstition. But then this year, I really, I really don't think I have this year.
0: Yeah, I always just, I don't know, I wear my socks a certain way and I always put tape on my wrist and wrote something on them. Typically it was after, after I started posting things on Twitter, um, I come from an area. We had a kicker go to Mount Union, which is a D three in Ohio. They just went actually to the D three championship. They ended up losing, but he was like the last guy to, and he that was like four or five years ago to get recruited out of my area and kind of be successful. So my area is not a super high traffic area for recruiting, obviously. And when I started posting stuff on Twitter, like. Uh we would play I would hear things, we would play teams and they were like they would just send all ten people on the punt because everybody wanted a piece of the four and a half star, you know. Yeah. So I would just like write on my wrist, like just to earn your stars so that I can just keep myself humble and everything. So that was that's, that's cool. my that was my biggest secret. Really like that. cool. yeah. 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 Um what kind of cleats do you wear?
1: I wear uh Adidas Predators.
0: So, great. the newer predators or like the older ones? Oh, uh, last year's predators. Oh, okay. Yeah. I typically stick with Adidas because my foot's wider and it fits me better, but.
1: Yeah, like you're way too tight.
0: For real. I got these, I got the Adidas X, like the ghosted ones this year. And those were, they were really nice. I really liked them, but they were like so thin, like, with my Nike socks, is say dry fit at the top. I could like see that through my through the shoe, like it was, yeah. So in soccer, if I got stepped on, you know, I felt it for the next 15 minutes. But yeah, you know, helped me get a really good feel on the ball. Yeah, definitely. Have you ever worn like laceless cleats?
1: Uh, I wore cleats, but they were they had laces, but you could tuck them under like the laces. Okay. I really don't don't feel like the laces affect the ball that much. Mm -hmm. Whenever I make contact, just if I make good contact, it'll be fine. Yeah, I've always thought like the
0: laceless ones. I feel like you'd have to get like the perfect size for there to really be like no reason for there to be laces. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel. I mean, I I always like laces better. I've worn laceless shoes before and just didn't feel right, but. So, did you ever, have you always been just like, so are you just a kicker, or do you try to, like, punt a little bit, too, or did
1: you ever, like, start punting, Um, stop punting? I, I always was just kicker for my team, but, like, whenever I went to camps, I'd also punt a little. Like, whenever I went to Coles my first year, I just, I punted as well. Whenever I did pro kicker, like, my first two years during those camps, I did uh, punting, but, like, Last season, I just didn't punt like at camps or anything, unless like a college coach would come up to me and ask. Like Lindsey Wilson, he came to Eastern Kentucky camp, and he's like, "Can you punt as well?" And I showed him. He's like, "Okay, It's not bad. It's pretty good."
0: Yeah, I feel I I'm kind. I was trying to go the route of like punter and kick off because I just heard that's like the most common at least a lot of the high level excuse me, high-level colleges. So I was like, I don't know, like two for five on field goals this year. I'm not super consistent at all, and I missed like, I don't know, four extra points. I'm not a great kicker, but I guess I can kick off and punt a little bit. And that That's really something I'm really excited for wherever I end up in college is to just learn a lot because, like, I mean, your, your situation is kind of similar to mine where we, you know, we've gotten – instruction but we've never had like a dedicated coach like on staff that that's he gets paid to literally do that and you've got guys above you who've been in the game longer and can teach all this stuff that's what I'm really excited for
1: yeah I'm kind of looking for a school that also is like do that's focus like a coach that focuses on specialist mm-hmm. like, I, don't, I don't want to just be out there teaching myself like I had the past four years I want someone out there with me telling me what I did wrong what I did right what I need to keep doing. Like I wanna I want like, I wanna go to school like has someone that can be there to help me if I need help.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I know you say you don't really know where you wanna go, but of the offers you have right now, what what do you think the move would be?
1: I really don't know. I probably Hanover or center academically and then money wise Lindsay Wilson or Georgetown, and then probably for football. Like, if it was just football, probably Charleston. Okay, yeah.
0: Um, Lindsay Wilson, I think they won the championship, like, two years ago, didn't they?
1: Yeah, they're really good at football. Mm -hmm. Like, football is awesome to them. Mm -hmm. But, like, they're not as high level as – actually – I heard that D two and AI like comparison of each other, like they're kind of the same.
0: Yeah. A little
1: bit. So, huh? I could say yeah, Lindsey Wilson and Charleston football-wise, definitely. Because mm-hmm. okay. Lindsey Wilson's definitely a high winning program. And they're also yes. like they're only thirteen years old and they've already won the national championship. And they mm-hmm. go to the playoffs almost every year. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. All right. So I know you know, he'd probably get on here and see my wall and probably, you know, bounce right back out. But you know, if you if you're trying to slide me that little kicker's number and I see if I can get him on the podcast, you know, put in a good word for me.
1: I got Justin yeah. I number and everything. All right, I appreciate that. I like he does kickoffs for them now. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: That would honestly be like In a perfect world, that's what I would do. You just kick off. I don't know if your team's having a good game, like four or five times a game, and that's really all you do. Yeah, definitely. So I get um, we're about to run out of time because I don't have an NIL deal with Zoom yet, and I can't do the premium version. So so I appreciate you coming on here and, um, you know, talking and kicking with me. Um, You know, I'm going to stay connected with you if I can help you out in any way. Let me know. Uh, good luck with your tournament today. I, yeah, I really appreciate hearing what you had to say today, bro.
1: Thank you. I appreciate. It. Thank you for reaching out. It's really cool. Really good yeah. opportunity.
0: Yeah, no I problem. Like, I
1: there. Deal with this and everything, too trying to get the specialist community bonded together again. Yeah, for sure. Big shout
0: out to Will for hopping on the Kickers Corner podcast this morning. Uh, this is episode was actually filmed like at twelve, you know, right before. You know, he had a big lacrosse tournament and I had a big family Christmas. So, you know, I appreciate that we were able to squeeze it in and get it done. You know, a lot of behind the scenes stuff with the kicker's corner that uh, you guys don't get to see. And, you know, that's okay sometimes. But there is a there there's a lot of moving pieces. But, you know, we get it done each and every week. So my advice for this episode. um, Hmm. Let me think. Uh if your cat has asthma make sure to give them medicine every day. Uh back to back appearances of peaches the wheezy kitty um on this this uh these couple of podcast episodes and uh yeah. So if you give them their medicine they should, you know, calm down but if they don't, you know, they'll interrupt your podcast and, you know, have asthma attacks. So we don't want that. So as usual, um follow, turn on post notifications on um Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever you listen to your podcasts on. And, uh, yep, Merry Christmas, take care, brush your hair.